I strongly believe that God doesn't make any mistakes. And there's a reason why you have wrinkles and you have a belly and you have gray hair. And it's because God is putting you in a place to release the vanity and gracefully grow into your years ahead of you in us from a space of humility. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Wood Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. I'm very excited about the topic we're going to be talking about right now because it's such a midlife issue. And that has to do with embracing changes and making it through the transitions. I have definitely gone through changes. And you know my story. Back in uh, 15 years ago almost, I left corporate America in search of how to cure myself with anxiety and ended up making that decision that I wanted to work for myself. So that was a huge change because I didn't know what the Sam Hill I was getting myself into. But what I learned along the way that it's not so much about the change itself or the transition itself, but it's all about how you go through it. You know, the things that you learn along the way and how you allow that change and transition to influence how you view the world. So I really wanted to get into this topic with a good friend of mine, Natasha Hardy. Natasha Hardy is absolutely fabulous. Uh, she is a wealth of information when it comes to the whole idea of making changes and transitions. She is the founder of Hardy Life, which provides coaching, masterclasses, and training programs that support women in navigating midlife transitions. Natasha has been in love with utilizing her 50 plus years of lifestyle coaching to elevate and support others to get comfortable with owning Clubhouse as another strategic business tool. She is a gifted speaker with an ability to combine humor, energy and real life experiences to fully engage audiences and inspire those looking to cultivate self-mastery and live joyfully. These skills translate to being able to strike passion to your clubhouse experience and make it possible for her to teach passionately about making clubhouse an experience for all. And you know, I love clubhouse. That's how I met um, Natasha. If you're not on clubhouse, especially as a midlife person, you definitely want to be on clubhouse because we do have a tribe there. And Natasha is definitely one of the leaders of that tribe. Natasha, welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, my greeting is always happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. And I always have to sing along with you when you do it. 
<laughs> you know, you have such an amazing positive energy that it exudes, I'm sure, right through the microphones that people are listening or they're listening to their headsets and it exudes, you know, um, past miles and miles of separation that we might all have because you're in New York, I'm in California. Um, people just pick up on that energy. What do you attribute that to? Why is it that you're able to maintain such a positive energy? Well, I will say that the reason why I maintain positive energy, number one, is because I have a spiritual practice. And, you know, I feel like many of us feel like, oh, if I don't have a spiritual practice, I'm not aligned. And I know that for me, I'm not aligned if I'm not in, if I don't have a spiritual practice, I meditate, I eat healthy, uh, exercise, and I surround myself with people who are positive. It t- took me a long time to come to that realization. It also is the people you're around. And like they say, you are what you eat. It's, you are who they say you're around. You are the five people you spend the most time with. You are what you read. It's so many, so much of that. So it's putting, pouring into myself on a consistent basis positivity, uplifting, and even challenging myself, reflecting, introspecting, and all of that really lends to that. And life is what you make it. So if I, if life isn't going the way I want it to, it's okay to feel my feelings of being uncertain and unhappy and sad. I don't get to live there. I can shift that by shifting my mindset, shifting my attitude, and that then shifts me up. So that's what I like to do. I like to like try to shake it off when I can. I'm not always good at it, but you know, you know how it is, Linus. You know how we do. Yeah, absolutely. We just keep it moving. But let's talk about that because in midlife, there are going to be changes and transition. That's all what it's about. And I always say that midlife doesn't mean no life. It means an opportunity to embrace the changes that you're going through. But sometimes it's difficult for us to embrace those changes. Many of us don't like the idea of the wrinkles that are coming and the aches and pains that we might have. We may not like the idea of the fact that we're not treated the same in on, on the job as we used to be because we're older now. And we don't like the fact necessarily the ageism that we have to deal with on the streets or whatever. Or the idea of feeling like we have to look older in order to be more relevant. And, you know, I don't necessarily feel that way. You don't necessarily feel that way. But there are quite a few midlife women who do feel like that. For those who do, what's your advice for them? How can they flip the script and change that around a bit? Well, I really would say a huge part of that is you're allowing society to dictate who you get to be. And society has this picture painted and it's not people's fault that they feel like that. Literally, literally we, society has women at the age of 40. So they have this woman who looks who society has dictated to be 40 years old. And the next woman you see, she's in a rocking chair with a cane and she's all wrinkled up. So there's no, no space in between. There's no women in the gap for us to, follow or to have as role models and they've taken us out of advertising out of magazines out of the media out of the movies and so it's not people's fault that women's fault that they don't they don't uh they feel sad about getting older 
it's because society has removed them and they are no role models. So even though we have Cher and even though, you know, we have Ernestine, um, I can't remember her last name, but she's the oldest bodybuilder in the world. Oh, yes. We have yes. Angela Davis and uh, Viola, Angela, Angela Bassett, Viola Davis. And we have these women, but they're not, um, they're, they're not edified as these powerful women who are in this, that are 40, that are 50, even Mary J. Blige is in her 50s, you know, 50s and 60s, 70s and 80s, these women that are role models. And we have them in our family. However, we're not really seeing them as women who are progressive and productive, like yourself, like me. People don't see that. They don't know, you know, that you have a modeling contract. You know, they don't know that, you know, I am a speaker. I'm a single parent. I became a single parent at 54 to my granddaughter. And I'm still doing my business. I'm still maintaining a vibrant life. So I will say, not let, don't let society dictate to you that you're quote unquote old because you hit 50. And that 50 is the mark. And people don't get that. When you get 50, it's like life is over. No, life is beginning the average age of women in America, the, the lifespan, is to 81. So can you imagine at 50, you have 31 more years That's to right. live. That's and right. even longer, depending on your genetics. So mm -hmm. don't let that dictate. And, and that's what my offer is. Define your autonomy, your personal autonomy, your personal identity, which will once you do that, gives you freedom and you live in sovereignty about who you are and whose you are. That is so true. And it's interesting, too, because many times our families paint certain pictures on her. I was with my daughters for the weekend. I have, you know, four daughters. I was with three of them because one of them lives in Texas and the other one was here in California visiting from Florida. And we're getting together and we're talking. And I was so acutely aware of how their treatment of me has changed a little bit. They don't want me to drive. Um, they are asking if I'm okay. Do I need this? Do I need that? Until finally I said, you know what? Damn it. I do not have one foot in the grave. Yes, I might forget a couple of things here and there. But I do not attribute that to brain fog. I attribute that to all the different balls that I'm still juggling at the age of 64, soon to be 65. And they, they don't like it when I tell my age because a lot of people think I look a lot younger than my age but I don't have a problem with that I embrace it I enhance it and I was telling the other day and you know what yeah I'm old like our good friend Marianne Alder will say there's nothing wrong with using the word old old has such a negative connotation just like black has a negative connotation but both of them are descriptives and not necessarily where I hang my hat in terms of how it defines me and I think one of the things we need to do is to continue talking about it like we're doing right now yeah. and just letting people say, no, I don't subscribe to that. That's not quite where I fall in the realm of my reality. And that's not necessarily where we, all the other women that fall within this age band in terms of their realm of reality. Now, talking about transitions, when I first met you, uh, we were on Clubhouse and you were in the midst of promoting your uh, fitness and, you know, the whole holistic way of living, uh, similar, you know, to what I do, but I, I do all three, mind, body, spirit, and your thing was mostly with the body, but then something happened and you embraced it. And I so admire that because you made a pivot. Tell us about that and why you decided to pivot. 
Yes. Uh, so I was on Clubhouse and I, I'm a speaker. I've been in speaker training. And as people connected with me and wanted to mod with me, I noticed a lot of them did not have a moderating skill. So I used, created a framework to connect with these women so that we could speak. I used to like to speak with women for four weeks at a time to, because there's so much information. You can't disseminate it in one room. So I would do a series of rooms. And from that point, I began to coach them. And I created a whole framework around Clubhouse that now I am the midlife moderator mentor on Clubhouse where I mentor midlifers men and women who want to get their voice out there in the world. And it is important because you get to communicate your message as a midlifer, your reality. And this is part of my mission, which is to dismantle society's limiting belief about women, particularly over the age of 40, that we are old and washed up. No, we have knowledge, wisdom, and expertise to bring to the world. And at this phase of our lives, we're gathering everything up in our experiences. It's a culmination of four, five, six, seven decades of our lives that we are pushing forward with, and you get to deliver it. Now, a lot of times people are afraid or they're not sure, or they don't have confidence. And that's okay. You still to get to get your message out there because your story, your message, your information, your experience is going to change someone else's life. Just like mine changes, my message is changing someone else's life. Your message is changing someone else's life. And you get to step into that. Your wisdom, you can see people in your family or friends are coming to you for your expertise. You get to do to talk about that on Clubhouse. It could be personal. It could be business. It could be a social issue. Whatever your cause is, get out here and get your message in the world. And I feel like it is my my role to support people in their midlife to get their message out here. Clubhouse is a gateway to public speaking. And this is a great opportunity for you to do it. And you don't have to feel ashamed. Clubhouse, I feel is a very forgiving platform. No one judges you. And if you make a mistake, they're okay with that. They're okay with that. In fact, let's talk about what Clubhouse is because there may be some people who do not know what Clubhouse is. And for those of you, I don't know which platform you're on if you're listening to this, but take a look at the show page because there's going to be direct links to Natasha's Clubhouse and my Clubhouse as well as the other social media links that you can go ahead and check out Clubhouse because uh, just tell them what it is and, and, and how you use it. Yes, Clubhouse is an audio app where you can speak about any topic you like and in real time. You do this in real time. So, for example, if if Linus and I were on Clubhouse right now, you would get a chance to raise your hand and come up and ask us a question. So you know that you're actually listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I, you know, I have a question. I have, I have some things on my mind. Well, Clubhouse allows you to come up to the stage in real time and share your actual question or speak to people about what you give value. Not, not only ask a question, but share an opinion and give value. And that is what's so amazing about Clubhouse. 
You know, it's interesting because uh, I was, first of all, when I got on Clubhouse, that's when I began to realize that I, that some people would consider me a midlife woman. I, I I really didn't use that term in my business. And I've been doing this for working with women over 40. For me, it was women over 40. But then I was like, oh, midlife. It's interesting how we still cling to and need labels uh, in this country and in society in general, I would say. But in particular, in the United States, we need to put labels on things. And sometimes labels can be limiting because, quite frankly, I don't know quite where I fall. Midlife would mean that I'm going to live to be at least 128. <laughs> yes. I love okay. it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if want to live to 128. My gosh, I can't even imagine what that would look like. But yeah, and so as as my experience with um, Clubhouse has been uh, really amazing. I've met amazing women like you and so many others that are really passionate about this stage of life. And I have to say that our generation, I'm a little bit older than you, but I think we're still, I don't know if you're considered a baby boomer or not. I'm, I'm definitely in that baby boomer uh, phrase. Um, we're getting ready to set that whole myth on its ass, okay? We're just, not, we're just not dealing with that any longer. And I've met so many women who are ready to deal with that. I um, In a previous um, podcast, or it may already be airing now, uh, with Marianne Alda. Y'all need to also listen to the podcast with Marianne Alda. She's an actress, and she's also an ageism activist. In fact, she says she's an ageism anarchist. She said that Asie might be a bitch, but she's going to wrestle that bitch down to the ground. <laughs> Just not going to take it anymore. And I think one of the things that's amazing about what it is that you do when working with women and teaching them about how to use Clubhouse is so much larger than that. Because you're also empowering them to embrace their change, empowering them to learn something new, and empowering them to be okay with the transition that comes with all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? The thing about this that I'm going to share is you're not too old to do anything. Stop letting people make you think you're too old to do anything. You're never too old to learn. You're never too old to get here in the, in the weeds and try all of this out. I'm going to say to you that you have a message, you have a mission, find your purpose, find your passion and get out here and do it. Don't let, don't let other people turn you off, steer you off your path, give you like, what do they call it? Detour, detour you off your path, stay on your path and don't, and embrace your wrinkles and your gray hair and embrace the belly and all of that. Because the sooner you embrace that, this is part of me, this is where I am. This is your phase. I believe, I strongly believe that God doesn't make any mistakes. And there's a reason why you have wrinkles and you have a belly and you have gray hair. And it's because God is putting you in a place to release the vanity and embrace your greatness, embrace your brilliance and gracefully grow into your years ahead of you in us from a space of humility and I, I really honestly feel that's what it is because I gotta tell you 10 years ago I wasn't where I am now you know I was dyeing my hair I was I had to get the nails I had to make sure I step out the house I always had to look great and this and that I don't do I don't care about any of that anymore it's the basics for me 
It's the basics. Isn't that interesting? I was just thinking the other day, and, and this was really me up until uh, corporate America, and it's really not monetarily driven, at least not any longer. Maybe initially it was, but I would always go out and buy something new whenever I knew I was going to be traveling, which was totally crazy when I think about that because I traveled about every other week. Okay. So I was always buying something new. Uh, if I had a new a party to go to, anything, I would always buy something new all the time. Now, uh, and some of, the, some of these clothes in the closet have come right back in style again because that was back, you know, 15 years ago, whatever. Now I walk into my closet and I feel like I'm at a store and I could pick whatever look I want to pick, you know, and it's fine. In fact, uh, someone in my group, the uh, Vibe Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond group on Facebook, they um, had asked people, you know, have you found your signature style? And there are probably about 30 or 40 people that responded. And they all basically said that either they were struggling with it or that they don't even think about it in that way. Their, their signature look is however they want to feel and whatever makes them feel good for that day. And it's absolutely right. Like, for instance, lately, my thing is I've been wearing a lot of black. And they say, oh, the, the color experts don't wear black. It, it attracts, you know, dark energy or it attracts people's bad energy to you, whatever it is. You know, I, I get it. Color's important. But that's what feels comfortable with me during the winter months. I just feel warmer when I have black on. And because I have gray hair, I like the way I look with black. Or I'll wear, like I'm wearing today, I'm wearing gray, you know. Uh, in the summertime, I wear bright colors and stuff. But for some reason, in the winter, I don't. That's just my signature look. Or the, the scarf wraps that I wear all the time, especially when I haven't washed my hair, uh, which is a lot of times. You know, that's my signature look, I guess. But some days it doesn't feel good to wear it. So I don't wear it. So I no longer feel like I have to look a certain way for anybody else but me. Yes. You know what I love about that? You're so tuned in. That's so beautiful because you're tuned into what you feel for the day. And that's part of your autonomy. And it gives you the sovereignty, the freedom to choose. And that's my point about the whole sense of knowing who you are and begin to release the shackles of your family, your friends, the community and society at large about who you should be and how you should look and all of this. And I know my granddaughter tells me, oh, you're so corny, grandma. She When I sing my song, my happy Happy whatever day, happy Monday, happy whatever day it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corny and all that stuff. But, you know, she's still, I'm still a, a, a role model for her and giving her representation about how you get to show up in life. And even though uh, you may not like it, I'm still going to step into it. I'm so good with it. Yeah, I'm so good with it. Well, yes. you know, I, I've got four daughters and they all are very opinionated. And just the other day, I could just tell by their expressions or whatever, whatever it was I was saying, they were like, mm. but you know, they were like, had this expression like, oh, she really doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know, that's okay. I am no longer living to uh, to please the uh, the four women that I am most in love with in the world. That's my daughters. It's so funny because my therapist said, Linus, you're in love with your daughters. And I said, yeah, I am. I really am. But not so much to the point where I you know, take myself through all these changes, trying to figure out what can I say that will please them? What mm -hmm. can I say that I will get their approval? Because it's not about that anymore. I've lived long enough to really arrive to the point that it's really more about 
pleasing me and what it is that I want to do. And, you know, and I have a husband and everything else. I love him dearly, but it really isn't about what he wants either. And the good thing about that is he knows that. <laughs> we both know that. He knows that for him. He does what he needs to do. I know that for me. It's a perfect compliment because we are no longer in those roles of trying to figure out what can I do to make my husband happy today? Or what can I do to make my uh, wife happy today? Because we realize that we have to own our own happiness. You know, yes, that's a big, big, those that's are big, big things to fill. If someone, mm -hmm. if you're trying to make someone happy, you can never fill that void for them. That is an inside job. That is their job. And, you know, the one, the one thing I want to share about is my client who's 87 and a half years old. She's mm -hmm. actually going to be, she's going to be 88 on the 5th of February. Wow. And I train her twice a week. And she's been my client for probably about seven or eight years. And she is a role model to me for how to show up as a woman who is 87 or 80. And she's on her second career. This woman is so busy. I have to book out our sessions a month in advance. She swims. She swims competitively. She's a storyteller. She stays busy. She's learned Zoom over the pandemic. And she's very intelligent. She she was a librarian. Now she's a master storyteller. And wow. she's always talking about what she does for herself, what she does, what she has, what she implements for her well-being. And that's why I say she's a she's a an example of who I get to be and step into. And she really don't give a damn about what no one else thinks. And she has to be. Yeah. Yeah. At 87, my goodness, you better have let go of all that. What about that uh, woman who is, um, she's, she's an uh, icon in, in her old age. She, I think she always has been, but especially, I know she's got a contract with Target. She wears those big glasses. She's a hundred years old. She has her fashion, fashion icon. I can't remember her name, but she's a fashion name. icon. And yes. Amazing. Amazing. A hundred years old and really doesn't care. You know, does her own thing. She has her own look, which is really totally amazing. She, I think she does live in New York because her look reminds me so much of New York, which is a combination of, of a eclectic combination of the different cultures that are represented there and the art and literature and all that, you know. And that's interesting. There's one more point um, I wanted to bring up. Um, when it comes to your whole uh, clubhouse and the training that you do, what is it that you train them with and how do they, with with audio, maintain their personality, their signature, the thing that makes them unique? How do you teach them to do that on audio? Well, you know, it's interesting that you ask that, right? Because you get to, as an individual, I teach them, first of all, to fall into their own personality and to remember that you are on an audio app and people get to feel you through the app. And even though in person you may be speaking away when you get on, on the audio app or even on, on a podcast, any audio platform, you get to be a little more animated. You get to be a little more animated so people can really hear your emotions and your feelings, your passion, what you what you're concerned about. So that's how I teach them. You must, first of all, never wing it, get organized, have your topics you want to talk about, and let's create that. And for so many people, they're so 
so separated from who they are that they, it takes it takes a while for them to get into that. And the fear, I believe, personally, as in my experience, a lot of the fear that I experience with women, it really isn't the fear of speaking. It's the fear of stepping into myself. It's the fear of owning my my individuality. It's the fear of owning my power or even recognizing who I am, getting close, up close and personal because people are so far removed with the family, with the children, with the runs, errands and the household and the job and all the things that we're doing. We get so far removed from who we are that we don't really, we're not in connection and we don't lose, lose sight of what we actually desire to have in our lives. And that takes a lot more work when I get there. When when they step into that, a lot of that fear is more of how how do I look? How do I sound? Am I going to make a mistake? It's all about what everybody else is thinking. It has, it's not about me owning my voice. That's interesting because owning your voice is not just a midlife thing. That's a woman thing. And many times we grow up that way all the way into midlife. But the interesting thing is that in midlife, as I said, midlife to me doesn't mean no life. It means it's an opportunity. Women are choosing in midlife to take the opportunity to really find their voice because we play so many roles. We are daughters. We are sisters. We are wives. We're employees. We're community workers. We're volunteers. You know, we're all these different roles. We're friends. We're neighbors. We do all these different things. And we actively engage in all those different things. Mm -hmm. And it's somewhere along the line when we go reach back to pull ourselves forward, it's kind of like having that thing. You're, you're facing one way and the stove's behind you trying to reach back to try to find the pot. Well, if the stove is on, you're going to get burned. Or if it's not on and the pot has stuff in it, something's going to spill. It's just not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is to turn around and look at the stove. Or in this case, go in and take a look at yourself. Peel back the layers and figure out what it is you want to do when you grow up. And I know that's exactly what you have done, Natasha, yes. and you've done it successfully. I know you have a lot of things going on, and um, we're going to be putting a link here that will lead to um, her moderator challenge. Uh, she has a moderator challenge coming up, and I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to air. It's going to air sometime in February of 2022. Is the moderator challenge something that you're going to be doing from time to time, or is it just right now, or how does that work? The moderator challenge is happening January 31st. And I do believe it's going to be something I do time, you know, every so often because uh, this is my first moderator challenge. I did a profile challenge in December, but this month I'm doing a moderator challenge and it probably won't be as long. I don't know if I need five days. However, mm -hmm. it's it's January 31st to February 4th and mm -hmm. folks can reach out to me. I'll have something on my Instagram bio, the link in my Instagram bio, they can always click and find out what's happening there. And, you know, I do want to add to what you just shared, Linus. What I realize is, like you said, people are utilizing you for your brilliance in these communities of work, church, family, and you are all operating from your essence constantly. You're constantly operating from your essence and you don't know that. 
you're not aware that I'm operating from my personal sense of self, my brilliance, my essence. That's why people turn to you because they see you can make it happen. And you just get to own it and turn into that and get it. It's not far away. It's right there. You're tapping into it day in and day out. I agree with that. And thank you so much for that wisdom. I love talking to you. I always learn something new. And uh, again, to get in touch with Natasha Hardy about finding out about Clubhouse or to take a look at her fitness services or anything else that has to do with empowerment, because I believe being fit is another way of being empowered. You want to check Natasha Hardy out. Definitely check her out on Clubhouse. She runs some fantastic rooms. And also her reels on Instagram always give me a good laugh. They all, I've so, you know, I don't do that many reels. I do graphic reels. But one day I'm going to do one with just me. You've been sending me a lot of samples and all that. And I think I just need to, I don't know, or let go of some of my need to be perfect, which is a ridiculous because that's like, there's no such thing except for God is perfect. <laughs> but I'm going to join you one day. I thought a couple of times I thought, uh, Natasha, let's do a real challenge. You know, you did something and I wanted to do it next to you, but haven't done it yet. But, okay, I'm saying it now out loud for all of you to witness. I'm going to be doing a real challenge with Natasha in 2022 at some point. So on Instagram, we're going to have those links down there. Thank you so much. Uh, And definitely click on the link that says the moderator challenge because there'll probably be something there that will let you know what's the next thing that she's going to be doing. It's a great way to stay in touch with her. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on uh, to the Vibe Living Podcast. It's been wonderful having you here today. Thank you for having me. And I want to say to folks, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. And let me tell you, if nobody's told you that they love you today, let me be the first to tell you, I love you. I love you. And there ain't nothing, nothing at all you can do about it. And I receive that. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you who are listening. I'm so excited about all of you who have decided to subscribe. It's fantastic. And all the downloads of the, of the podcast, I really appreciate that. Please share the podcast with other folks that you think would be interested in finding out about what's really going on with midlife and how to vibe. If you want to find out more about me, just go ahead and click down on that link right there. And uh, that will lead you to all my social media, my websites, and my Vibe Wellness Women 40 and Beyond group at this recording 13,100 women from 93 different countries who have decided they want to learn how to be well and how to vibe. Have a fantastic day and don't you forget to vibe. See you later, but bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.